Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMB Sports. Hey everybody, this is Tariq Wynn, author, talk show host, sports analyst, TV show host, news anchor, you name it. You are tuning in to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. While in Canada to promote this week's pay-per-view, the UFC held a press conference to discuss their partnership with Aurora Cannabis, the cannabis company's headquartered in Edmonton, which is where the fight will take place. They will use UFC athletes as test subjects using their CBD products for recovery purposes. Nate Diaz was nearly fined for using this at a post-fight press conference while promoting its benefits. Kane Velasquez has also been vocal about how it reduces pain. Many former champions such as Rampage Jackson, Tyron Woodley, and current welterweight champ Kamaru Usman have CBD sponsorships. The UFC is good for seeing how their fighters make money and then cut in on the action. This is yet another shrewd reactionary business move by the world leader and the first sports league to my knowledge with this kind of sponsorship. Though her bout is not until Saturday night, Chris Cyborg has been fighting over a month now with Dana White. Cyborg calls Dana a liar when he says that she doesn't want to fight Amanda Nunez, and we know Dana's penchant for stretching the truth to try to get a deal done. In a scrum after the Aurora press conference, Dana said he'd be willing to make a one-fight contract with Cyborg to face Nunez, then claim Chris doesn't want the fight. When questioned about this one-fight contract, and then clarifying with a win that Cyborg will walk away with the belt. When the reporter asked that, Dana then rebuffed it saying, well, she'll be the champion, and there's a champion clause. Got him! Yeah, which means it wouldn't be a one-fight contract if she won. Cyborg wants to be a free agent and find her true worth on the open market, which is why she's fighting out her contract. The PFL ended right before I began recording this and set the playoffs at both lightweight and featherweight divisions with this fight card. The quarterfinals will feature the following matchups. At featherweight, uh, number one seed and season one champ Lance Palmer will take on number eight, Godzi Rabadanov. There are lots of Eastern European fighters in the PFL and in the playoffs. So, uh, uh, your man, the voice may be taking a little pause from here to there, trying to say their names. But continuing on, the number two seed, Movlid Kablaya, faces number seven, Daniel Pineda. Number three, Luis Rafael Laurentino, faces off against Jeremy Kennedy. And number four, Alex Gilpin dances with former WSOF champ, number five, Andre Harrison. At lightweight, 
As with the featherweights, the number one seed is the returning champ, Natan Shorte. He'll face number eight ranked Ramsey Nidjam, or I should say number eight seed. Now, Nidjam has not fought once this season due to, in round one, his opponent not being medically cleared. And in round two, he missed weight, but he still makes the playoffs because he got three points for round one being ready, but his opponent not being able to continue. Number two seed, Islam Mamadev, faces number seven seed, Loic Ras, yeah, Rod Hazabov. I yeah, nailed that one. <laughs> number three, Chris Wade, fights Nate Andrews, and number four, Ahmed Aliyev, will face off versus Rashid Magomedov. The prayer list for this week on it is the family of Hugo Dynamita Santillan. This boxer collapsed in the ring as the judges read a split decision draw, or I should say a split draw decision in his fight this past Saturday in his home country of Argentina. Unfortunately, he became the second boxer this week to die due to injuries suffered during the fight. I said on the fight night's update that boxing is one of the most dangerous sports that there is, but it's still a sport. Many people have professions and pursue activities that are perilous. This doesn't happen very often, but two fights 24 hours apart with the same outcome is concerning. Birthdays this week, we have Yushin Thunder Okami, UFC interim middleweight champion Israel, the last stylebender Adesanya, uh, whose unification bout with Robert Whitaker was made official and will take place on September 28th at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Bellator welterweight champ Rory McDonald, who is the Red King, uh, Teruto Ishihara, the man who made the phrase, let me bang, bro, just let me bang, bro, famous. Uh, Julian Night Train Lane, former one championship middleweight titleist, Vitaly Big Dash, recent 205 title contender, Anthony Smith, former bantamweight champion for Bellator, Daniel Strauss, and former Bellator middleweight champ, Rafael Corvallo, and also recent featherweight title contender, Jessica I. Happy birthday to you all. Up next, some sweet science conversation in the old one, too. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.Squarespace.com. Yo, what's up? This is Avila, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Yeah. Time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one-two. In boxing news this week, the May Pack 2 hype is heating up as the two future Hall of Fame champions have been trading shots online. 
It started with Floyd shading Pack for clout chasing by using his name. The senator returned fire saying, you come to my fight and then use my name in a post, but I'm the one trying to stay relevant? Hmm. If you want to be relevant again, dot, 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 hashtag Maypack2. Then Manny doubled down saying, and I quote, excuse me, Floyd, your name has not been on any of my PBC contracts, but if you would like to be on the next one, I'll have one drawn up and sent to you. Hashtag counterfeit money, end quote. When our social team here at MTMV Sports put out a post to get a discussion started about the potential blockbuster, I said Pacquiao wants the money. I also think that he believes there may be something to his shoulder claim from the first fight. I don't, but I think he does. One thing I also don't think is that Floyd wants the stern challenge that comes with the fight. And I think Manny's right when he's saying that Floyd is using this opportunity to stay relevant. Though he stays in shape and won the fight handily, Mayweather has been inactive for two years. This is the kind of matchup that could tarnish his record. Floyd mentions breaking Rocky Marciano's record when he said that Pacquiao was cloud chasing. That O that Mayweather holds still is gold and backs money. According to an article by Boxing Scene, Dillian White popped positive for two metabolites of the banned drug Dianabol. White's promoter, Matchroom Boxing, and the governing body knew about it, and still the fight took place. That's crazy to me. The amounts found in the urine sample, or I should say in the sample that was collected, were very small. However, WADA looks at the quality, not the quantity, of this anabolic steroid. Oscar Rivas' team already has a case open based on a brouhaha regarding some gloves. I'm sure they're going to file an appeal for this too, especially seeing that Rivas was undefeated before the last bout. I said in a recent episode of the main card, we knew who Canelo would not be fighting in September, and that was Sergey Kovalev, because Kovalev signed a contract to fight Anthony Yard in Russia, but contracts are made to be broken. According to Keith Eidek, multiple sources have confirmed that there's a possibility of an October or November matchup still being discussed between Main Events, who's Kovalev's promoter, and Golden Boy Promotions, who promotes Canelo. Though Sergey's fight with Yard is in less than a month, if a deal can be struck with Canelo, they would void that agreement. In this week's televised lineup on Friday at Auditorio Blackberry in Mexico City on Telemundo, welterweights Mauricio Pintor and Edson Ramirez are scheduled for 10 rounds. On Saturday, July 27th, at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas, number three faces number four as 24-0 Jose Ramirez and 26-0 and three Mighty Mo Hooker compete 
in a junior welterweight unification bout. Ramirez brings his WBC strap and Hooker puts his WBO title on the line. IBF titleist and number three ranked super lightweight, Tevin Farmer looks to defend his title against Guillaume Lexpert Frenois. Now from Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland on Showtime, the WBA junior lightweight titleist and ranked number two in the division, Gervonta Tank Davis will seek to defend his belt versus Ricardo Nunez in Tank's hometown. I'm recording this before the weigh-in takes place, and Davis has come in heavy in the past. Seeing videos and photos of him before the fight, 130 pounds is going to be difficult for the champ to make. If he does make it, I wonder how it's going to impact the outcome. Lightweights, Ladarius Miller and Jezreel Corrales are scheduled for 10 rounds, as are fellow lightweights Uriorcus Gamboa and Roman Martinez. Ronald Gavril and St. Louis' own Vaughn Alexander have a 10-round super middleweight bout scheduled on this card as well. Let's take a pause for the cards, and when I come back, we'll preview UFC 240. Aaron Simpkins here, the host of the True Strength Life podcast and owner of True Strength Apparel. Check out truestrengthapparel.com where we have tank tops to flip-flops and anything in between, all based on a message of the truth of Jesus Christ. Keep it locked right here with my family from the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out truestrengthapparel.com. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Booby, and you listening to MTMV Sports Scat. UFC 240 takes place at Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Kicks off with a middleweight bout between 20 and 4 Christoph Jocko and 11 and 2 Marc-Andre Powerbar Berriot. Not only is Powerbar from Canada, but he was the double champion for a regional organization there in Canada, TKO, which produced the likes of GSP. Barriot has a 73% stoppage rate. All of those are by KO. Losing in his UFC debut to Andrew Sanchez, he'll look to make it nine knockouts versus Kristoff, who's two and three in his last five fights. Jocko was victorious in his last outing, a decision win over Bellator vet Alan Amadowski. Kristoff has most of his wins by decision which makes this a questionable curtain jerk for the UFC to select because usually they book fights that start things off on a high note. And if Jocko is successful, that might not be the case. Next fight up is a lightweight bout, 11-4 Olivier, the Canadian gangster Obama Mercier versus Armand Sarzukian. Armand is looking to rebound from his second professional loss in his sophomore outing to the Octagon. With 13 wins, Sarzukian is fairly even in his approach. He's got three decisions, five knockouts, and five submissions. He'll need that submission skill set as Olivier Aubin-Mercier has eight of his 11 wins by way of submission. The TriStar vet has lost the last two fights that he's had in a row and needs a win to keep his UFC dream alive 
especially competing in the uber competitive lightweight division. The Voices marquee matchup pits 11-2 Jeff Hands of Steel Neal versus 13-2 Nico the Hybrid Price. This fight will take place at welterweight. The Texas native trains out of Fortis MMA where his team has tagged Neil as one of the best strikers in the game. Jeff does his best to live up to this moniker and he stopped half of his opponents by strikes including Chase Walden in the season one fight of the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender series that literally punched Neil's ticket into the big show where he's reeled off three straight wins including a epic fight with Bilal Muhammad in his last outing. The hybrid is three and two in his last five and stop Tim the Dirty Bird means this past March in Wichita and that performance earned him a performance of the night bonus. Price said in an interview with MMA Junkie that he expects to throw hands with Neil and fight the mess out of each other stopping all but one of his opponents with nine knockouts and three submissions it should be an all action affair and that's the reason is the voice to marquee matchup the co-main event pits 20 and 2 chris cyborg justino versus the undefeated 7 and 0 felicia phenom spencer at featherweight I briefly touched on the difficulty that Cyborg continues to have with the UFC in headlines and hot takes. The featherweight division only exists because of Cyborg, and its future lies firmly in the outcome of this matchup. With a win, Justino has leverage in her negotiations. If Spencer were to win and then beat champion Amanda Nunez, it actually could spell the end of the division. So much rise on this bout, which is why I almost made this a voice marking matchup. But Neil and, and the hybrid, yeah, it was a little too much going on there for me to select this one over that one. The Phenom is a Taekwondo black belt, so she's very well versed when it comes to striking. All of her stoppages have come on the ground, though, and she looks to employ those skills against the lady who was once revered as the most feared fighter in the UFC. Even though Spencer was born in Canada and plans on having a maple leaf flag painted on her face for the weigh-ins, Cyborg has been getting a lot of love in Canada. The fight should be spectacular and Chris promises that the post-fight press conference is a can't-miss event. The main event pits 20 and 4 Max Blessed Holloway versus 23 6 and 1 Frankie the Answer Edgar. They will be competing for the UFC's featherweight title. The Answer is a certified legend, and Blessed is one in the making. In numerous interviews, Max reminisced about being on the main card and being the curtain jerker for UFC 150, which is where Frankie tried to regain his title versus Benson Henderson. Now, 
he fights him in the main event. Many Hawaiians are looking to Max to right the wrongs that Frankie inflicted on the people of the Aloha State when he beat BJ Penn twice when BJ was at the height of his stardom. They also look to him to take a stand as Penn did along with The Rock Dwayne Johnson and Bellator featherweight champ Alimale McFarlane regarding the natives' protest of an astronomy station being built on the highest mountain in Hawaii. Max respectfully called for peaceful pursuits of a resolution from both sides. He'll be fighting in his second home, which he refers to as the 10th Island, Canada. Of the six main event fights that he's had, this one will make the fourth in Canada. And one of his other title fights, yeah, it was in Detroit, which is pretty much South Windsor, Ontario. The honorary Canadian lost while pursuing a lightweight title and looks to start a new unbeaten streak in the weight class that he's been champion of since 2016. This is the third time that these two men have been scheduled to face off. The last time they were scheduled, Frankie took a fight with Brian Ortega when Holloway pulled out due to an injury. Edgar was KO'd in that fight for the very first time and he lost his opportunity for gold after stopping Jimmy Rivera in a dream matchup at home in Atlantic City on Boardwalk Hall just about a month after that knockout loss. Frankie now ties Chad Mendez with three featherweight title fights. Will the third time be the charm for the answer or is it three strikes and you're out? Frankie should look to use his quickness and try to stay out of the middle range. He wants to stay on the outside or be on the inside. Doesn't want to be in the middle. He knows he's known for having great cardio. And he knows that he'll need to use that to stand up to the striking volume style that Holloway employs. Frankie has excellent wrestling credentials. But will it be enough to overcome Max? We'll find out Saturday night. Up next, the official results. Lean man, what's going on, man? What up, TJ? You good? Nah, man, I can't find the good sports podcast you listen to. I need something that covers a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? For real? <laughs> You need to check out the MTMV Sports Podcast, bro. They cover everything from the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, Mitch Martial Arts, to NCAA football. That sounds like exactly what I need, bro. Where is it at? Is it on iTunes? Yep. MTMV Sports is on iTunes for Apple users, Podcast Republic for Android, Spotify, and the Anchor app. So you have 24-7 access to listen to all the episodes when you need your sports fix. Cool. I'm going to check it out on the drive home. Yeah, and check out that car wash up the street, too. Uh, you got jokes. <laughs> I'll let you later, man. 
Yo, yo, this your boy DJ B4EY. And this is Mrs. DJ B4EY. And you're now listening to MTMV Sports. Keep, Keep it, it locked. locked. This has been episode 101 of the MTMV main card. And if the Lord says the same, I'll be back at it again next week. In regional action, you've got CES on Fight Pass and LFA on Access TV this Friday. On Sunday, you have Ryzen on Fight TV. Make sure that you subscribe to MTMV Sports on your favorite podcast platform so that you get the new episodes as soon as they're available. If you're loving what we do, please leave us a five-star review. You know about Dash Radio, right? I mean, it's like 10 million listeners, so I know you know about it. And if you don't, you need to know about it. Get the app. You're missing out. We are on that platform every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern, 9 Central with the MTMV Sports and Music Show on GH3 Radio. You can also get at us on the socials. We are MTMV Sports on all channels. That's our handle. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Until the next time, it's your man, The Voice, Fight Night's correspondent for MTMV Sports, and I'm sounding off.